tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boostbytaxday to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC. Blog Talk Radio. Greetings and welcome to Grace and Truth. Also, we express our thanks to Prophetess and Reverend Starling and the Grace Media Network for making this time that I have in this broadcast possible to bring to you. I'm so thankful that you tuned us in on today. We know that you have a busy schedule and there are many other things you could be doing. But I praise God and thank God for you. And we pray that this broadcast, this message that I intend to bring today will be encouraging and uplifting to your heart. I ask that you pray for me as I bring this message because I endeavor to say something that will be beneficial and worthwhile to each of you. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart and thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Today, my text will be lifted from the book of Romans, chapter 8, and verses 31 and 32. Let's hear the reading of the word. What then shall we say to these things? If God be for us can be against us, he that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? My subject today is bonded by God. Bonded by God. I'm sure that 
many of you listening to me today have at some time or other had the experience of putting up a bond for someone, bonding someone out of a facility. But I want to let you know that we are bonded by God. What is a bond? A bond is a guarantee. It's a pledge. It is an agreement. A bond is a promissory note. A bond is security. It is an agreement. It is an obligation bonded by God. Today is a great day for bonding companies. Many a person under that old system lost all they had, lost their homes, lost their automobiles, and some could not stand it when they couldn't uh, fulfill the bond, and they went on and lost their minds. Some took their lives. However, we understand the importance, even the necessity of bond giving in our economic world and have equipped ourselves for it. But God has an unimpeachable guaranteed bond. Somebody might say, well, what is that? Why should God give a bond for anything? It certainly could not be to make surety for any more resourceful. It must then be to inspire confidence. And this it is. As such is the final perfect peace of dismayed souls. Many of life's questions need an answer. Life is full of confusing questions. Perplexities confront us everywhere, everywhere you turn. There is a perplexity. There is a question. It has always been this way. The text rings with that. The text says, what shall we then say to these things? The soul of David felt it. He asked, Has God forgotten to be gracious? Elijah thought about it and he smarted under it. One time he said, Just let me die. Someone hastens with the second sentence of verse 31. If God for us, who? can be against us if God be for us. Is God for us? Well, some people say, well, I'm still in the dark. If God is for us, then we need not be afraid of anything and anybody. His arm is not weak. His knowledge is not limited. His vision is not dim. But they still ask, is God always 
with us? I say yes, because we are bonded by God. Now, Joseph was a child of promise. He had visions of divine favor, but he wound up being put into a pit by his brothers. I'm sure he questioned the divine purpose. Finally, he was sold to a passing Ismailitish band, tied him up behind some camels, made him walk behind them along a stony road to Egypt. No doubt he resolved and thought in his mind, has God forgotten me? Has God turned his back on me? No, he hasn't forgotten it, but you are bonded. The situation was by no means improved when having won the favor and the confidence of the officer of the king's guard by reason of his sturdiness and his good character, but he was thrown in the prison because he maintained integrity. He remained being true to his God and would not yield to his boss's wife. So what shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? But is he for us? Yes, you're bonded. What must have been the thoughts of ancient Job, the richest man in the land of us? Job feared God and eschewed evil, clean record, had an upright life. But one day a servant rushed to him with the message that the Sabians had cut away his oxen and his asses and his servants and fire had destroyed everything that he had left. And what renewed perplexity must have seized him when another messenger came up and brought a disastrous news that a cyclone had wrecked the house where his sons and daughters were feasting and all of his children had been killed. And when such affliction befell his body, because God allowed Satan to touch his body from the crown of his head to the sole of his but when these afflictions fell upon his body, his friends were kind of dumb in the presence of his misery and wretchedness and anguish. What must have been questions in Job's soul? When they sat there for seven straight days without saying anything, but just looking and listening to the groans that he was giving forth. What shall we say then to these things? Was God for him? Is God for us? Yes, he is. But Job bonded. And even when his wife came to him and said, you know, I love you, and I, 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 I said to be with you for better or worse, through richer or poor, sickness or health, but I love you too much to see you suffering like this. Why don't you just curse God and die? But Joe realized that he was bonded 
And he said, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh. Blessed be the name of the Lord all the days of my appointed time. I'm just going to wait until the change comes. That were some great days for rugged John the Baptist. I remember saying to my stepfather, he used to say, in those days came John the Baptist in the wilderness of Judea. And sure enough, John the Baptist hurled his messages against the sins of his day. And the people from Jerusalem and Judea and all the region round about Jordan came out to hear him. They confessed their sins, and they were baptized by him in the river Jordan. It was a wonderful fulfillment of the age-old prophecy when Jesus himself came to him to be baptized, and the heavens opened and the Spirit descended in the form of a dove, and God's voice spoke from heaven and announced, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Well, John moved in those events with irresistible power, and he felt, the very presence of God. He could arraign those Sadducees and Sadducees and call them a generation of vipers with unflinching and victorious courage. Puzzled him and perplexed him and distracted him, almost wrecked him when he languished in prison. Languished in prison for daring to tell the truth. Now, what shall we say to these things? If God be for us, is he with us? Can he really be with this great man of God suffering there in prison? Yes, God is for him. That man was bonded. Such has been the experiences and the questions of countless millions of people who have gone through things. There have been wives and husbands, fathers and mothers who have been called home, helpless, innocent little children, little babies, have been left to an unsympathetic world. An only child, the pride and sunlight of a home, slips out of the arms of loving parents and leaves them prostrated with grief because the child's life slipped away. Their all has been in their home left desolate and dark. They inquire through their tears, has God forgotten us? Has God turned his back on us? Has God taken the things that were dearest to us? Oh, yes, I could have felt something like that last year when my wife took the love of my wife, my life, took my wife of 60 years and let her slip away from me after talking to me 10 minutes before she slipped away. But had God given me? No. I'm bonded. Oh, I'm so glad that God has his people under his care, and he will not forsake 
or leave his own alone. Others turned in the sand, left the trail of misery of the blight and wither innocent lives. Evil stalked mercilessly about and crushed the helpless. This has forced in high places. Oh, there's so much wickedness and evil and hatred in high places right now. And since your soul have inquired with confusion, does God really care? Does God really care about our politics? Does God really care about the Republicans or the Democrats? I'll answer, yes, God cares. He's the one that has the world in his hand. He's the one that is still in control. You can only go so far before God bring you down. What shall we say to these things? If God be for us, has he stopped being for us? No, he hasn't. Here comes one out of a life of sin, having broken every commandment, wondering if there's hope for one who has sinned so grievously. What shall we say to this? Oh, there are times when people come and say, I've been so bad, I've been so wicked, I've been so evil, I've been so hurtful, I've been so treacherous. Is there any hope? Can anything be done for me? Oh, yes. Jesus is still there with his arms stretched out, saying, come unto me, all ye that labor and a heavy laden. Though your sins be as scarlet, I'll wash you as white as snow. We take up Isaiah, and that's what we read. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. And though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. He is able to save them to the uttermost that come unto God. You're bonded. Will he save you? Yes, he will. If you ask him, he will do it. If you're not, he'll open the door. If you seek him, you can find him. If God be for us, who can be against us? That God can be for us, if he will. We shouldn't question that. If God be for us, nothing can be really against us. Our very thought of God assures us that he cannot be taken by surprise. His knowledge takes in everything, and his power extends to the uttermost. If I ascend into heaven, he's there. If I make the bed in hell, is there. If I take the wings of the morning and soar to the uttermost parts of the earth, even there, he is. We can feel his omniscience. We can feel his omnipotence, his great power. We can hear his voice out of the whirlwind, the questioning, the flex, distract, afflicted, rebellious, prostrate Job. When everybody thought that he was gone, when his friends who had sat there seven days did open their mouths, they didn't have anything too good to say. 
but it made him think that he had been hypocritical. He had been putting on a front. He had been fooling folk. He was saying one thing and then living another. Where was thou? God had to talk to him. Job, he didn't say you abandoned, but he had a word for him. He said, where was thou when I laid the foundation of the earth? Who has laid the measure thereof, if thou knowest? Hast thou commanded the morning since thy days and caused the day spring to know this his place? Hast thou entered into the springs of the sea? Or hast thou walked in search of the depths? Where is the way where light dwells? And as for the darkness, where is the place thereof? Has the rain a father? Or who has begotten the drops of the dew? Out of whose womb came the ice and the hard frost of heaven? Who hath gathered? Knowest thou the ordinances of heaven? Canst thou set the dominion thereof in the earth? Canst thou lift up thy voice to the clouds that abundance of waters cover thee? Canst thou send lightning that they may go? Who can number the clouds in wisdom? Or who can stay the bottles of heaven? Gavest thou the goodly wings unto the peacocks of the wings and feathers unto the oysters? Hast thou given the horse strength? Hast thou clothed his neck with thunder? Doth the ark fly by thy wisdom and stretch her wings toward the south? Does the eagle mount up at thy command and make a nest on high? Such a ringing challenge has never been issued to any living being as in those latter chapters of Job. And what a revelation is given to of the Lord God Almighty. There is but one answer to these questions. If God or us, who can be against us? If God has you bonded, you need not be afraid. If God's on your side, you need not be afraid. That answer Job himself gave. Job answered and said, I know that thou canst do everything, and that no thought can be holden from thee. But there arises the ever-recurring question in life's dismay. Will he be for us, and will he be with us? To this he is answered with an unimpeachable bond. He says to them, you got to remember my son. He that saved not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? So God is really on our side. He's on our side to be with us through thick and through thin. Because God had an unimpeachable guaranteed bond. A bond is a guarantee of fulfillment of a promise. God's unimpeachable 
guaranteed bond is a bond that his promises will be fulfilled. God's promises are clear. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. Fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name, and you are mine. You are bonded. You are mine. Passes through the waters, I will be with thee. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When you walk through the fire, thou shalt not be burned. Neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. For I am the Lord thy God. I am the Holy One of Israel. I am thy Savior. Oh, but when life's stresses lay heavily upon one's soul, dismay sometime will fill the heart. If we could only be sure of God's care and of God's mercy and of God's love and of God's forgiveness, what a peace and satisfaction would possess us. To this very end, has this wonderful bond been given to this 32nd verse of this 8th chapter of Romans. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him freely also give us all things? Abraham, under the obedience to God, took his only only son, Isaac, took him to the mountaintop, built the altar, bound up his son, had the pilot ready, raised his knife up to kill him, to offer him as a sacrifice. But the angel of the Lord said, hold your hand. Don't kill him. There's a ram in the bush. Now I know. Thou fearest God. See it that thou did not withhold thy son, thy only son for me. The act of Abraham was final evidence of his loyalty and devotion to Jehovah. Tell you, you got to realize you're bonded. If you turn to the things of today, the events of today, you will find out that God is still on the throne. And no matter what you're going through, if you're God's child, you are bonded. The apostle sets through seven answers about those things. God is for us. And if God is for us, who can be against us? Secondly, he that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Third, God has justified us. So who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? Christ has died for us. So who will be able to condemn us? For the judge has become our Savior and our Father, our risen Savior has become our advocate on the very throne of God. I'm so glad we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Nothing, positively nothing, can separate us from the love of God that is in Jesus Christ. Oh, my friend, 
I'm going to let you know you're bonded. God is for you, and God is with you, and God will see you through. Even faith trumpets that answer. If God is for us, who can be against us? Don't worry. Don't worry. I know there's a lot of concern now over president, but don't worry. If you're God's child, you're bonded, and God will take care of you. My friend, I'm praying for you now that God will see you through. Cast all your cares on him because he cares for you. And he will never fail you, not today, not tomorrow, not this month, not next month, but he will see you through all the way. May God keep you and may God bless you. Never forget that you have an unimperishable bond. And God is your bondsman. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray to those who have tuned us in on today. We pray for the doctors and the lawyers. We pray for the school teachers. We pray for every child, every student. Protect them going to and from school, in the classroom, on the grounds, in the buses. Take care of them, O oh Lord. Look on our policemen and our firemen. Oh, Lord, take care of them as they try to carry out their job and give them the will and the courage to do their job correctly and righteously. Bless us now. Bless every home that's tuned into this broadcast on this day and every parent and every child. In Jesus' name, we ask it all. Thank you, Heavenly, till we meet again. Amen.